Hey, what's up, everyone? Sam Shaw here, founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I'm back today with another client interview for you guys. Really excited to have Celine on with us today um, to talk about uh, the summer 2022 recruiting process that she just finished going through and uh, ended up having a really, really great outcome. Super excited for her. Um, but I'll let her tell you about herself. And so, Celine, thank you so much for being on here with us today and uh, for taking the time. Yeah, happy to be here. Awesome. Um, and so to get started, if you can just maybe introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit and give them a sense of kind of like, you know, what type of profile you are and, you know, like where do you go to school and stuff like that. Yeah, so I go to UC Berkeley right now. Uh, I'm majoring in economics and applied math. I'm technically a rising senior, but I did take uh, my last spring semester off just due to COVID. So I'll be graduating in December 2022. So I effectively got an extra an extra summer essentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I first, I mean, when I first came into Berkeley, I had zero, zero plans of going into finance at all. Um, I did a lot of research in neuroscience back in high school. I knew that I didn't want to necessarily continue down the research path. I was more interested in health tech startups, wanted something that was more fast-paced and interesting. Mm. Um, but I think in Berkeley though. Uh, took, you know, an introductory business class, loved it, kind of fell in love with the whole and just really loved finance, honestly, and really just sort of made a pivot there. But I think personally, just my freshman and sophomore years, I really, there were a lot of options out there that I was considering. And I didn't necessarily, I wouldn't say that it was necessarily focused in on one particular thing. I was just personally exploring a lot of different um, paths that were out there for me. Um, And, you know, I did eventually intern at a health tech startup. I realized that that wasn't for me either. And so, yeah, kind of just eventually got a bit more exposure to the idea of going into banking uh, just from hearing some other friends talk about it, but had absolutely no idea how to, you know, how to actually go about recruiting. Got it. Got it. No, that's great. So I guess, I mean, that's, that's pretty common. I feel like, like most people don't know what banking is going into college, right? And then depending on the school you go to, at some point you probably hear about it because there's always someone that wants to do it. Um, At what point in your college career did you realize that, hey, maybe banking is what I actually want to do? I would say I kind of started to look into it a little bit more my second semester, sophomore year. But at the time, I just, I wasn't fully committed to it. Um, Also, I think just seeing everyone talk about it online, it seemed like ridiculously competitive. And I think personally, I just did not know where to get started. And I felt like my GPA wasn't good enough. I felt like I just, I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, when you hear things like, okay, yeah, Goldman has an acceptance rate of 1%. I mean, that's kind of, it's a little intimidating to hear that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I just kind of hear more about like anecdotes from friends and their kind of experience, just their, yeah, just their process of going through it. And that was when the, the whole idea of going into it seemed a bit more interesting. And look where you are now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I call man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of ironic and funny at the same time. But mm-hmm. um, so, okay. Second semester, sophomore year, you start mm-hmm. kind of like looking into it. You're a bit intimidated. Mm-hmm. It's also probably um, a little bit late in the process, right? Because nowadays with junior summer internship recruiting, like by the time you start looking into it, probably some of your classmates yeah. were already going through that process and you were just starting mm-hmm. out. Right. Yeah. Um, so then like what happened from there? Cause I think you, I believe you joined Wall Street Mastermind like September of last mm-hmm. year. 
So that was like at the beginning of your junior year. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Did, so what, like, had you tried anything up to that point on your own? Like, did you apply to some places? Um, did you get any interviews or were you studying? Like, what were you doing? Yeah. So I, um, at the time I was in a, a, an investing club at Berkeley. Um, and so I just had some of the other people there kind of look over my resume um, kind of give me some tips on preparing for things like behavioral interviews. And I'd applied to just a lot of, just a few different firms. There were more, out, not necessarily banking, but um, in other other areas like 0.72, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least just personally, I kind of, I ended up getting dinged from all of them. Um, and so I think that for me was just, it just kind of made the process seem even more intimidating at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, just from kind of like talking to people, at least in my investing club, something I kind of also realized too was just that, you know, hearing everyone kind of talk about their experiences, it was helpful, but also at the same time, it was very much a little bit all over the place, just Mm -hmm. because everyone had kind of gathered a lot of information just for all these different resources online, but there wasn't necessarily any, any like cohesive structure. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, that was something else that I just kind of really struggled with. Um, And so, you know, after I did essentially after I did my internship at that healthcare, um, the health tech startup, that was when, you know, I kind of realized like, okay, you really need to sort of just laser in on some path. Um, and that was when I came across Wall Street Mastermind and yeah, I just really took it, took it from there. Got it. Okay. So you did the health, health tech internship sophomore summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, even then you still weren't really doing finance stuff yet, but then at the end of that mm-hmm. summer, you're like, I don't think this is the direction I want to go down. Okay. Now it's time to really get serious about banking. And then so you kind of um, connected with us and kind of hopped into the program. So mm-hmm. what, um, like, what were your, I mean, what were your ex- expectations coming in or like, mm-hmm. were you skeptical at all initially when you heard about it? It was like, mm-hmm. maybe this sounds too good to be true or does this actually work? Or like, what was your mindset at the time and, you know, what ultimately caused you to decide to join? Yeah. So I think, cause I've been looking a little bit into banking online. Um, it's funny cause I'd end up getting a lot of ads for the program on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> However, I guess the algorithm works, but I'd see the, um, I'd see ads for the program pretty often. Um, and I think just after getting rejected from a lot of different places, even after kind of having my friends review my resume and stuff for me and not even getting like first round interviews. I think that was when I, you know, was sort of just motivated, like, okay, you know, it's time to, uh, you know, it's time to consider other, other options because it seems like just trying to do things on my own isn't, isn't getting me the results that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, you know, clicked on the program. Um, I mean, I was to a certain extent a little bit skeptical, but at the same time, you know, I think just sort of seeing like the, all the different client interviews and testimonials from people that really kind of backs the program up and adds definitely a lot of, you know, just for me, it added a lot more credibility to the program and hearing people talk about these crazy internships that they were getting, um, you know, the things like the offers that I really wanted for myself. I think that was just insanely motivating. Um, even the you know person I spoke with on the informational call, you know, she mentioned that she had gotten an offer at PJT and she asked me, you know, like how well I knew my technicals and at the time I said, you know, I mean, I know maybe a little bit, not a lot. And then she kind of gave an example question, her answer. And at that point I was like, okay, wow. You know, it seems like, you know, through this program, you get just a lot of training. And it, yeah. I knew also that I needed something that, cause it was my 
you know, September junior year, I knew I needed something that was just going to get me an offer like ASAP. Yeah, got it. That was uh, Jen that you spoke to? Yeah. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. So then you come in junior year. Um, and then what, what happened from there? Like once you're inside the program, you know, like people always ask like, so what do you actually do in the program? Or like, what's so different about that versus the resources you already had at school, the investment club you're already a part of, you know, or the <laughs> upperclassmen who are already helping you. Like, <laughs> is there a difference or why, why even join a program like this? Uh, there's a huge difference. Um, I mean, I would say it's, I, it's kind of like having a personal trainer. Actually that summer I'd started strength training. And I remember like when I first started, there was kind of this, I thought about, you know, does it make sense for me to try it out on my own versus like hire a trainer? And just, I kind of knew like it made a lot more sense to have a trainer, someone who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you like someone who essentially is going to guide you through what you need to do again in that structured way will get you the results that you want to get without you trying to figure it out or trying to go to like X, Y, and Z different people to try and ask them for advice. And of course, you know, yes, upperclassmen can be super helpful, but you know, they're also just students and they're also like just in their early twenties. It's not like they've been doing this for years. Um, and it's not like they've also worked with, you know, other people in their own unique situations and backgrounds and that they can, you know, tailor their advice for your own specific situation. And so I kind of knew that I needed something that was just going to be a lot more, just a lot more tailored to me and something that was, again, just going to be a lot more structured. Yeah. That's a, that's actually a pretty good analogy. I haven't thought of that one, but, um, I had a, I had, I powerlifted for a while and I had a trainer too. And there's no way yeah. I could have, could have learned the correct form and posture and <laughs> programming and all of that yeah. Uh, yeah. by myself. Or I could, but I probably would get injured all the time. Um, and then exactly. kind of getting advice from upperclassmen is kind of like going to the gym and asking for a quick tip from the guy who's doing his set next to you. And, maybe he's a little bit buffer than you are and you just like it's not it's not the same as having this professional who knows exactly what you need and can customize kind of a regimen for you right Uh, the results that you get are much better and you also get there much faster as well oh for sure that was actually that that was a big pitch that i made to my parents as well and i think just the other thing too is just consistency is something that's so, so important, especially with recruiting. And when you get rejected, um, it's insanely helpful to have someone there and just sort of, again, like that community of people and that structured program where you essentially, like you don't fall off track. If you're doing it on your own, it's really easy to kind of just give up on banking at some point um, or just to not necessarily stay on top of it. But if you have a coach, again, it makes it a lot easier. Right. How was that conversation with the parents? Because, you know, a lot of students that want to work with us, they have to, go through that step of talking to their parents about the program. And a lot of times, like it's not the easiest conversation to have, right. Or like, they don't understand what investment banking recruiting is or how it works. They don't understand, like, why do you need a coach for this? Like what, what, like, it's not a, it's kind of a foreign concept to them. Right. So was that like a difficult conversation or are they like pretty supportive right off the bat? I'd say, uh, my dad was supportive. My mom was definitely a lot more skeptical. My dad has more of a finance background um, did commercial banking at Chase a while back. He also worked at a hedge fund for a few years. And so he kind of 
you know, he knows a little bit more about just the whole finance industry, but he's also been retired for like the past 10, for the past 10 years. Um, but he was just a lot more, he was just a lot more supportive of it. And he knew that I'd been applying to other places and I didn't have much success with that. My mom though, um, she's a doctor, doesn't have really any finance background. And for her, it was kind of like, well, why can't you just do this on your own? She's also like one of the biggest hustlers I know. And so for her, it's like, you know, well, yeah, just doing it on your own should be easy. Right. Um, but I think just the, the thing that I kind of stressed to her was just, again, the fact that time was running out basically for me to find an internship for my next summer yeah. and that it was critical it was just really critical that I found something otherwise you know like the money that they were paying for me to go to Berkeley was going to kind of go down the drain if I you know walk away from college without a job basically yeah. um, and I also just stressed the fact that I was really struggling out on my own and that I really needed someone to kind of to guide me yeah guide me through the process yeah no that's a great point um I mean a tip for I guess everyone else is listening who's maybe thinking about having this conversation with their parents is like you have to kind of speak your parents' language, right? Like, I mean, as a parent myself now, I just have my second kid. Um, all parents want their children to do well, right? And it's like, why do your parents pay so much money for you to go to college? You know, why don't they just send you to community college and save tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars? Well, it's because they believe that if you go to UC Berkeley or whatever other school you go to, that you will have a much better future and much better career prospects right and so if they're willing to make that type of investment in your career already or in your education um this is kind of no different than that right like this is going towards the same thing um in fact it's much less than what you're paying to go to college obviously but um college is crazy nowadays but like it's 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 kind of helping them understand that hey you already invested this much how do we make sure we maximize the return on this investment that you've already made, right? Because I think everybody's aligned on that, right? Like everyone wants to make sure that this six-figure investment does not go to waste, right? Um, and so I think that's that's a great way that you framed it there. Um, so I guess you were getting interviews before. Um, you got dinged from all of them you ended up not really getting the offers that you wanted then you came into this program um what kind of like what was that process like because obviously from september last year to now we're in july of this year so it's like a 10 month journey right like it wasn't wasn't easy by any means Um, we're not saying hey if you're in wall street mastermind then this job is just going to fall into your laps like you had to still work your butt off and really earn it Right. So what what was that process like? Can you just kind of like give people a sense for what had to go into it? Yeah. So I um, when I first joined my I guess my junior fall uh, at that point in the recruiting timeline, just the number of banks that was still recruiting at the time were definitely a lot. Um, there were just a lot fewer banks that were recruiting at the time. Um, I had, I got interviews with like HSBC and Cowan, um, but I kind of just got to a point, I mean, this was also kind of, it was kind of a unique year as well, because this was during COVID, um, and I was back home taking online classes, and so, and when I was in the program, um, just attending office hours, I hear like more and more people talking about how they were deciding to take, you know, their semester off, um, and delay their graduation by a semester, and that was kind of something that I also started to think a lot more about as well. That's also something that was super helpful too, just going to office hours and hearing, you know, 
what other people were doing, um, just how other people were kind of thinking about things as well. And um, just, again, hearing the feedback from the coach. Um, and so I, I also started to think about just what it would look like if I took my spring semester off, you know, just in part, you know, Berkeley is expensive, especially if you're taking online classes. It just didn't make any logistic sense for me. Yeah. Um, but then there was also kind of the added benefit of being able to then recruit as a sophomore. And so I thought, well, you know, I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to commit to this yet, but, you know, I saw that other places, I was looking at sophomore programs um, and I saw through the Slack channels that, you know, DB still had their sophomore program that was open. Um, so I applied to that and there was, you know, just essay, cover letter, resume. I had all of that, you know, proofread, um, proofread by one of your guys. Um, they kind of gave me feedback, um, just a lot of tips on how to, you know, just how to improve my application. And I eventually got the offer from DB for their software program. Um, and yeah, at that point it was like, all right, I'll take spring semester off. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's great. I mean, you mentioned a couple of things there, which I think probably people wouldn't expect uh, if they haven't been to the program yet, which is one, it's, you, a lot of people, when they think coaching is just like, oh, I get one-on-one -on -one coaching from a banker or something, which obviously is really useful too. And being able to ask questions and have someone answer anytime, um, that's crucial, right? But the other aspect that I think is really unique about what we do is kind of the community aspect where, like you said, going to office hours and not just being able to ask your own questions, but being able to hear the questions that other people are asking. And sometimes one, people might ask questions that you would have never thought to ask. And so, but once you hear the question, you're like, oh, actually, I want to know that too. Or, and secondly, sometimes other people might be doing things or applying certain strategies to their own, uh, their own process. And you haven't thought about that strategy yet. And you're like, oh, maybe I can do that too. And so it's almost like you're not just doing this on your own, but there's the collective, uh, whatever, brain power or experience so to speak, which you can benefit from, right? Um, and so I think that part is something that I really, really love about our program. But the other thing is, like you said, um, the Slack channel, which again, I guess this also ties back to the community, which is people are constantly in the Slack channels, just talking to each other, sharing intel, um, you know, sharing job and internship opportunities that just came up or sharing interview questions. Like they just went through an interview and, uh, asking like, hey, what questions did this bank ask? And so on and so forth. And that just gives you so much more of an advantage that you wouldn't have had otherwise if you weren't kind of in that, like in the know, right? Like if you didn't know ahead of time what to expect or if you didn't even know about the opportunity, like if you didn't, imagine if you didn't even hear about this DB opportunity, um, then you would be probably doing something totally different this summer, right? Um, and, and having having a, having an internship like DB on your resume for your sophomore summer is, I mean, that's probably one of the best internships you can have as a sophomore, I would say, right? I mean, there are very few uh, sophomore bulge bracket internships, I would say out there, right? So I, I think that's, it's almost like, I mean, people join these clubs at school and whatnot. I, I think there's a lot of um, similarities between Wall Street Mastermind and some of those organizations in terms of just being a part of a community. Um, but I, I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously you're, you're in some of these clubs at school too, but I think one thing that, and probably every club is different, but one thing that I really like about the people in our community is that 
it's not like this cutthroat environment. Like everybody is, um, I mean, you guys are competing technically for jobs, but everyone kind of is still, I think, very collaborative and very helpful. And like I said, sharing information with each other, you would think that people wouldn't do that all that much because why would I help you if you get a job, then that's one less job for me. But somehow the culture kind of just is the way it is. I'm not going to take credit for it, but people are just very helpful to each other, which, which is amazing to see, right? And it's amazing to be a part of. Oh, no, that was honestly something that was just very shocking for me to see as well. Because, like, I mean, you can go on Wall Street Oasis and people will have threads. And sometimes, you know, you'll have some some people will maybe comment, like, the interview questions that they got. But it's not that often. And if you ask someone a question, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get a response back. You're just going like, <laughs> to, like, talk to avoid. But I know, like, on Wall Street Mastermind, like, literally just anytime anyone asks a question, like, they almost always get a response from someone and everyone is just kind of like constantly there to help each other. I've seen people even post, you know, like um, different job opportunities that a bank hasn't necessarily released yet that they got like through their own networking efforts. And then the person, like the banker they spoke with gave them a special code, like a special job code input on their website. And people will literally post like those opportunities for people to check out, which I think is just like that to me is kind of insane um, that people are, you know, sharing like this much information. And also everyone is kind of just geared again towards, you know, like investment banking and other kind of finance related roles. And so just having that, you know, that level of focus is also really helpful. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen those. We've all seen those Wall Street Oasis threads where someone asks a question and then 10 other people want to know the answers. So they say bump, 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 bump. And then like no one's answering the question. Right. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I love that about, about the group that we have here and, and the network is only growing over time. And, now even some of our alumni who are working in banking, you know, like Daniel and some of the people that you see chiming in all the time, answering questions. I'm amazed sometimes how Daniel is answering everyone's technical questions. And I'm like, yo, aren't you like working at City? Like, don't you have uh, like a deal to work on or something? Like you're just in here coaching people uh, for free on my behalf, which I totally appreciate by the way, because it makes my job easier. But um, but no, I mean, joking aside, like that, that's really amazing. Um, so I guess ultimately, so you, you, you did this or you're doing this um, DB summer internship now, and then you continue to recruit for your junior summer. Um, did you notice a difference in terms of like how many interviews you were able to get this time versus last time, or even like the conversion uh, within those interviews in terms of advancing to the next round or getting the offer? Like, was there a noticeable difference? Yeah, so I think for me, I, I mean, there was definitely a major, a major difference. And um, just like with the number of super days I get, I gotten, uh, I mean, this time around, I wouldn't say like when I was applying to other banks, I, I kind of only applied to I'm trying to remember, I'd say like, applied to five. Okay. I got super days at all. I got super days at three of them. Um, and that for me was just a lot. That was a lot higher than I guess like when I'd been previously applying um, on my own starting out when I was just getting like, yeah, I wasn't even getting like first round interviews at places. Um, so yeah, there was definitely, it was definitely just a lot, a lot easier. And then even at the super days themselves, it was nice because everyone essentially, like I had enough of the finance credentials on my resume at that point, um, yeah. which was also that, you know, something that was really nice. Yeah. So you say you applied to five firms this time. Mm -hmm. 
Is there was there a reason why you were being so selective? Is it just like, hey, I'm already at DB, I can always go back yeah. to DB, and I really like my group there, and so I can be very picky about where I apply. Or what was the rationale there? Yeah, so actually, I mean, I really like DB. Um, I mean, I know like they're not necessarily like the the top top you know bullish bracket firm out there, but one thing that I really liked about the firm is just that they do have a lot of connections to Europe, and I'm, I love London. Um, spent a few months there. Uh, and so that was something that I really liked. Um, also, you know, I kind of, kind of going into it, I really wanted to just first sort of experience, you know, what the group was like. And also just like I'm, in my particular group, Leverage Finance, I kind of wanted to get a better feel of what Leverage Finance and of what being in a product group was like, yeah. um, just so that I could make a better, just a more informed decision. Because not every bank has, you know, product groups. And it's, you know, it, it again, it varies a lot from my firm. So I just kind of wanted to uh, just essentially get more, get more information. Yeah. Got it. And so of the five firms that you applied to, they were like all bulge bracket banks or like, yeah. okay. So you applied yeah. to like the bulge bracket, the typical bulge bracket banks out there and you got to three super days. And then yeah. in the end, well, I know one of them, uh, you felt went quite well, but somehow it just didn't work out and we still haven't figured out why. Yeah. Right. Well, they were actually my, my backup plan. So I had a super day. Um, it was Bank of, yeah, Bank of America, Goldman, and JP um, got the offer for Goldman. Um, but, well, JP, I, I ended up turning that one down just because after I got Goldman, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Um, but yeah. So you yeah, didn't have to go to the JP Morgan super day because that one. Yeah, was, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, and then Bank of America, you felt like went really well, but somehow... You were uh, you, you weren't rejected. You were just on hold, right? Yeah, like, I, was, I was basically waitlisted. I mean, I, like looking back now, I I can kind of see why. Um, I got the the offer for the Super Day like less than a day before the Super Day was like you know scheduled, and I was also doing stuff for DB at the time, and yeah. so I had just like it was kind of like a kind of a major time crunch. And um, at that point, it was kind of nice because I already knew, like pretty much most of the technicals I, I already you know, had a decent understanding. It was just a matter of like going through videos, kind of like brushing up on things um, yeah. relatively quickly. Um, I think just, yeah, during the interview though, I mean, Bank of America was definitely like not, like I would have preferred Goldman or JP over Bank of America. And I think that maybe somehow, you know, maybe came through a little bit in the interview, right. which is sort of, sort of my hunch. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, um, and I, I remember after B of A and before your Goldman interview, we decided to kind of just do a quick mock on some of your behavior, mm -hmm. just to make sure that um, nothing was off, right? Because typically, like when an interview, when you feel like an interview goes really well and you don't mm -hmm. get the desired outcome, we know it's not the technicals because you'll know if you mm -hmm. mess up on the technicals. So then usually we'll hone in on the behaviorals, right? Mm -hmm. And like, honestly, even on the behaviorals when we did the mock, like, you were pretty good. You know, it wasn't like there wasn't anything major in terms of red flags, but it's like the feedback we were giving you, I would say, I don't know if you agree, but I would say they're like very small nuanced things, which to be honest, a lot of times, like the difference between getting an offer versus not getting offer, it's really that marginal difference, right? Because it's like, if you're making it to the super day, it's not like you're a crappy candidate, right? And everyone else that you're competing against is not like they're total scrubs, right? It's like, yeah. usually it's the small things that, you know, can get you dinged or can really set you apart. 
Um, but because it's a small little marginal things, that's where it's like, it's really hard sometimes to identify what you're not doing correctly, right? Right. This is this is the this is why like whenever people are like oh I can just do it on my own like you know what's the big deal or what's the big difference well the big deal is like you said at the beginning of this is like when you hear that Goldman Sachs only has an acceptance rate of one percent or two percent your margin for error is like almost non-existent right yeah and so not saying that hey you're gonna you have to become like this totally different person but like if we can even just make small improvements. <laughs> To your story or to maybe it's the same story but the way you deliver it or just mm-hmm. removing a small piece from it or adding a small piece back in or whatever it might might be that could mm-hmm. end up making a difference right oh yeah definitely i mean i think also for bank of america something that you really honed in on the inter- uh, on our mock interview was just sort of working on like the ygs question and i think when i did um, b of a that was something i i like I definitely did not do enough research on my own end. Um, and I also just did not necessarily have, you know, necessarily the best answer for that. And I think for them that just, yeah. And also just like, you know, like those small little details and especially when you have other things going on in your life, um, you know, you are working like at an actual banking internship and you're just, you know, you're busy, you know, you're stressed, um, you know, really honing in on those like small little nuanced details is really, really important because chances are, you know, you're maybe not necessarily in like the best maybe not in the best mood, right, to, you know, actually go into that interview. And so having kind of that focus on just those minute details is, is really important because chances are that's, yeah, those are going to, those are going to make a really big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what group are you going to be going to at Goldman? Uh, TMT. Got it. So the group that, Very exciting. the group that everyone wants to go to, um, Wall Street Oasis. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, honestly, I, it's unfortunate. I mean, not for you, but it's unfortunate from my point of view that, um, I mean, look, I, I used to browse Wall Street Oasis all the time when I was in college, but back then they were only like one or two years old, but even back going all the way back then, they just always had this culture where everyone on there makes you feel like, unless you go to Goldman TMT or MS MNA then you know everything else is you know a crappy bank or something like that right or like unless you go to gold goldman tmt uh you can forget about private equity right or like that's that's what everyone makes it seem like which is not really the case but regardless um and so i mean i just want to say that for people who are listening it's like look not everyone's going to get into goldman tmt if you don't it's okay but obviously if you can't get in that's an amazing outcome because there's a reason why everyone talks about them. Like they do work on all the biggest, highest profile, most exciting, coolest tech deals out there. And I used to work at uh, Morgan Stanley Tech and we would go up against GS TMT all the time. So I know how good the GS team is. Um, and they, they definitely maintain their track record of excellence over the years, right? So that's amazing. That, that That's a that's an amazing outcome. I mean, going from... Uh, someone who started relatively late sophomore year and was intimidated about how hard it is to get into banking to fast forward just a little bit over a year. Now you're sitting here, you're going to one of the best groups on wall street and you know, you have all of your success ahead of you. Like that's super exciting. So I'm super happy for you. Um, and obviously super well-deserved because you put in the work and just really made it happen. Right. So, um, I guess like one last question for you, uh, if we can 
or if you can maybe leave people with just one piece of advice, um, just on, you know, the recruiting process in general, or it could be like a piece of advice that maybe you wish someone else had given you back when you first started this process. Like, what would you want to tell people? Um, I guess I would say something along the lines of, you know, feeling intimidated is it's normal. It's banking, it's competitive, it's hard, but with a program like Wall Street Mastermind, you know, you're, you're in a really good situation. Like you will, you will get a really good outcome regardless. If you do the work. <laughs> yes, if you do the work, yes. <laughs> I, I always have to caveat that because, uh, you know, sometimes people think like, oh, if we just join Wall Street Mastermind, they have an over 90% success rate. That means that I'm going to be guaranteed a job. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, nothing is guaranteed. We're not doing anything illegal here. This is not the college admission scandal or something like that. Like, you know, nothing yeah. that can be for you. But like, you, if you do, it's, it's just like sports. It's like strength training. Like, it's like, you have a coach, but you got to put in the work and you got to put in the reps. If you don't go to the gym and you, yeah. you don't practice, if you don't eat right, yeah you don't, you know, get the sleep that you're supposed to get, like, then you're not going to get the results, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a exactly. coach, we're just here to help you get the results faster, because mm -hmm. the timeline is so compressed nowadays. Um, and we're, we're here to help you get better results in that same amount of time, right? Like if you can go right. from not getting to banking at all, or not getting interviews and not getting offers at all to getting in, that's a huge difference. But mm -hmm. sometimes depending on how qualified you are, like, Maybe you could have already gotten into banking on your own, right? And I'm not saying you couldn't have, Celine, like maybe you could have, but maybe it wouldn't have been Goldman TMT, right? And so right. that is also a, a, an incremental improvement that's very much, I mean, it's a difference maker, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, for sure. Oh, and I guess like maybe another piece of advice too is just, you know, I mean, as you were saying, you know, like do the work and just continue to stay on top of it. Like even when I got my offer from DB, I was still like going back to your videos and just, just kind of constantly learning and trying to, yeah, just always trying to, trying to grow. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the work doesn't really stop until you have like that ultimate outcome that you want, which to me, I mean, I'm not saying it has to be Goldman TMT, but just like you have that offer that makes you say, okay, I'm 100% satisfied and I don't need to keep going, right? Like, okay, I'm going to turn down the JP Morgan interview or whatever. Like, when you get to that point, then you can stop, relax, enjoy college, whatever, summer, you know, uh, whatever it is that you guys do nowadays. <laughs> um, but no, that that's great advice. So uh, guys, if you're, for those of you that are still listening, um, if all of this makes sense to you, you know, maybe you started a little bit late, maybe, you know, you've been using some of the resources you have at school, but it feels not super cohesive, or you're still feeling a little bit lost, and you want something that's more structured, more organized, you want coaches who are more experienced, um, or maybe you just, like, you just want the best outcome possible, right? Like, you're the type of person who's willing to put in the work, but for the same amount of work that you're going to put in, you just want to get the, the best results, then I want to encourage you guys to book a free strategy session with us. You know, this is that same call that Celine had with Jen that she mentioned earlier, where, you know, on these calls, we just try to learn a bit more about you, right? Find out where you're at in the recruiting process, 
What are your goals? What kind of banks do you want to get into? And then also, what are you struggling with, right? Maybe you're struggling with technicals or maybe you're struggling with behaviorals or maybe you can't even get interviews in the first place, right? Or you don't know how to network. Like everyone has a different challenge, which is why it's kind of hard to do like this one size fits all thing, right? Like where that, at least that's not how we do things. So we try to get to know every single one of you. And then based on that, we'll try to prescribe whatever we think makes sense for you. And we'll come up with a customized game plan that, you know, we think will work for you. Um, or if we don't think that we have something that we're very confident about at a minimum, we'll tell you that and we'll give you some advice on what we think you should do instead. Like the answer may not be for you to work with us because we can't work with everybody. Uh, but either way, we'll give you some advice on just what we think you should do. And uh, you can take that and implement it on your own and hopefully still get a better outcome, right? So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, you can go to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. The street's abbreviated to ST. So it's www.wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And uh, pick a time that works for you. We'll hop on with you for 30, 45 minutes and uh, talk about your situation. And uh, we can take it from there. All right. So with that said, um, Celine, I want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to everyone today, share your experiences uh, and also your insight and just a little bit of advice on the recruiting process as a whole. Uh, again, huge congrats on uh, getting into a firm like Goldman TMT. Um, obviously, anytime any one of our students get such a phenomenal outcome, we're happy. It makes us look good, even though you deserve most of the credit, but we'll try to take a little bit. You know? <laughs> so um, thanks for letting us come along for the ride. And uh, it was really fun working with you. And, uh, you know, I know we'll continue to work together going forward as well. But, uh, yeah, it was um, just can't wait to see all the success that you have. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So that'll be it for this episode. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back with more of these for you guys again in the near future. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.